Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, May 24th, 5.54 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. July corn futures down one and a quarter at 7.85. December corn down three and a half at 7.35 and a half. July soybeans up six at 16.93. November beans up two and a quarter at 15.21. July Chicago wheat up nine at 11.99. July Kansas City wheat up five and three quarters at 12.82 and a quarter. July spring wheat up 18 and three quarters at 13.17 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, like, leave me a comment. If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Uh, morning email goes out before 6 a.m. Central. Ton of information in there. Uh, you'll also get my subscriber-only videos and my text message service. I did a subscriber-only video yesterday regarding 2023 grain marketing, winter wheat, corn, and soybeans. Uh, what should you be looking at? What's been my strategy so far? If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up for that premium deal today. It's 50 bucks a month. Cancel at any time. No other fee. No other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. U.S. corn planting accelerates. The crop is now 72% planted uh, through Sunday at least versus 49 last week, still behind the 79% average. But U.S. farmers did plant 23% of the crop in one week. North Dakota and Minnesota are the problem areas, and those areas and, and their acreage prospects are being discussed uh, very widely. The North Dakota corn crop, only 20% planted as of Sunday, way behind the 66% average. The final planting date in regard to crop insurance for most of North Dakota is tomorrow. Minnesota is only 60% planted in corn versus 86 on average. The final date in Minnesota in regard to crop insurance is May 31st. Now, you've got a pretty dry forecast. Uh, in those areas through Saturday at least, and then you've got a bunch of rains returning. So farmers will undoubtedly continue to plant corn past those final dates. They essentially see kind of like a phased decline in crop insurance coverage after the final planting date. Uh, USDA estimated in March that North Dakota and Minnesota would plant a combined 11.4 million acres of corn, 3.6 in North Dakota, 7.8 in Minnesota. So I think that you've got three things here uh, in regard to the acreage mix that remain uncertain to me. There's three big factors when you're talking about the corn soybean acreage mix nationally. The first one is what I just discussed, potential losses or switching in North Dakota, Minnesota, maybe parts of South Dakota, those areas. That's just one piece of the puzzle here. Uh, the second thing is that the corn market, December corn futures, new crop corn futures, they have gained drastically on uh, new crop soybean futures since those surveys were taken. And, you know, part of the reason for that March report to begin with is so that farmers have an opportunity to kind of switch things around. And it's very likely, in my opinion, that some additional corn acres were bought after that survey period, given the price action. And I know we've got fertilizer issues, but if you're able to get your hands on fertilizer, uh, corn pencils better than soybeans in a lot of areas of the country. So could you gain corn acres elsewhere? I think that's very possible. And then the third thing is that, in my opinion, the March acreage report was probably wrong. I mean, it's always wrong to some degree, but I would imagine in a year like this, where you've got these fertilizer issues, these high input costs, we know that the survey response rates are terrible. 
I mean, something was probably very, very wrong in that report. So the acreage situation remains, uh, in my view, a tremendous wild card. Uh, and I think that that wild card, I think the uncertainty in regard to acreage is a supportive factor in regard to prices. Keep in mind that you don't see another uh acreage update from USDA until that June 30th planted acreage report. So we've got a long ways to go until we know a little bit more about the acreage mix. And even after June 30th, the situation will continue to be debated. U.S. soybean planting continues. The crop is 50% uh, planted as of Sunday, up from 30 last week, still behind the 55% average, but a nice week of planting, 20% of that bean crop planted in one week nationally. Um, in regard to emergence, 21% emerged nationally in, in beans, uh, up from 9% last week, 26% on average. As with corn, you've got slow progress in regard to soybean planting in the north. North Dakota, only 7% planted in soybeans versus 47 on average. Minnesota, 32 versus 68 on average. Still plenty of time there, however. Uh, U.S. winter wheat conditions remain very poor, only 28% good to excellent, uh, 27 last week. So we were up one percentage point, but still way behind the 50% average in regard to that good to excellent rating uh, nationally. Uh, Some SRW areas saw weekly declines in conditions. Some HRW areas were kind of like a mixed bag. Uh, Winter wheat crop, 63% headed nationally versus 48 last week, 65 on average. The spring wheat crop is very slow to be planted, 49% complete uh, versus 39 last week, way behind the 83% average. And a lot of this, of course, goes back to those problems in the north. Looking at the weather here this morning, you've got some rains on the radar over North Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas. They're going to work their way through Missouri into Iowa and maybe southern Minnesota here later this week. Forecast is kind of conflicting. Um, The Euro model looks... um, a little bit different than the GFS model in regard to Southern Minnesota. So they may catch some rains between now and Saturday, or the system may not make its way uh, that far north. But in any case, uh, a lot of uh, North Dakota is going to be dry here through, say, Saturday, Sunday, South Dakota, same thing. Minnesota could be that way. So again, you could see uh, a big catch up in regard to planting progress here uh, just this week, maybe over the next five or six days. Um, When you look at uh, the next seven days accumulated, this is the government map, and they're showing a lot of rain for Minnesota over the next seven days, but uh, not all the models are in total agreement here. So weather a little bit of a toss up for that area of Southern Minnesota in particular, the six to 10 and eight to 14 look pretty wet, which is, you know, now becoming a good thing. If the crops planted, if it's not planted and uh, you've still got ways to go, then that's not necessarily a good thing, but a little bit wetter for most of the corn belt is what's being expected versus normal uh, in the extended forecast. President Biden said U.S. policy regarding China and Taiwan has not changed despite comments he made earlier this week. Guys, I try to not talk politics ever on this deal, but uh, this is important because it could have implications for our grain markets. So Biden was asked, I believe on Monday, if the U.S. would be prepared to defend Taiwan if it was attacked by China. Biden replied, yes, that's the commitment we made. That's kind of an off-the-cuff comment that is... uh, a stark contrast to uh, actual U.S. policy. The U.S. has long held a policy of what they call strategic ambiguity in regard to China and Taiwan. The effort here or the idea is to maintain good relations with both countries. So Biden and U.S. officials kind of walked back these comments very quickly. They said that their policy has not changed. This is important, of course. I mean, it's not important right now. I don't think it means anything this very moment. But if you were to see some sort of uh, 
China-Taiwan conflict and the U.S. becomes involved, what does that mean for uh, Chinese demand for products like soybeans and corn out of the United States? I would imagine it would be a negative. So this is something to monitor. It's something I had a lot of questions about, so I figured I'd mention it here today. I don't think it means a whole lot uh, this very moment, not unless something changes drastically. The Fed could pause their rate hikes after July. Atlanta Fed Chief Bostic said yesterday, I have got a baseline view where for me, I think a pause in September might make sense. So the Fed is going to, in all likelihood, raise their benchmark overnight lending rate by a half point in both June and July. They take a break in August, there's no meeting, and then they resume in September. So Bostic says he supports Powell's plan to raise rates in June and July, but he wants to take an observe and adapt approach beyond that. So uh, anything post-July in regard to Fed policy will likely have to do with with uh, what's going on uh, in regard to inflation, the U.S. job situation. If, if inflation becomes reduced, they may not need to raise rates again in September. But if it continues, um, which is what a lot of people, I think, expect, uh, but we don't know, then, yeah, they may have to continue with the rate hike, certainly. The cattle market had a good day yesterday, uh, despite the fact that we had a bearish cattle on feed report out on Friday. So you had gains in both the live cattle market and the feeder cattle market. And the fact that the market was able to rally following um, bearish news is a positive sign. And the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is just a little bit lower. The S&P is down 40. The Dow Jones is down 200. We had a reversal in the stock market on Friday. It went down and made new lows, came back, finished about flat, and then we rallied big yesterday. So trying to carve out a bottom here, but it, it still looks like um, a bear market to me. The S&P was down 21% at one point from its all-time highs at its low on Friday. Uh, bonds are up this morning. Precious metals up. Crude oil is up 43 cents at 110.72 in the July WTI. Have a great day, guys. I will talk to you tomorrow.